You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Shalom, this is a hespid for Isha Yoker, Achoshev Ma'oid, Shalom Jacob, who was Nifter last week. I want to say in advance that I really have no right to be speaking except as just an int- introducing um, the speakers. Um, I was called by Rabbi Shmuel Skeist, who is a neighbor of the Jacob family in Munsing, and I was told of how important of a person Rav Sholem was. I knew about him, of course, uh, through um, a Mishpacha article that was written eight years ago by my close friend, Nathan Kobri. And um, I did not have the schus to to be connected with him or to even get any of the incredible svarim that he was uh, that he put out. But Rav Skeist, um felt that our platform would be a place to highlight uh, a, a, an incredible person, a person that was Makayim in so many ways, uh, the types of Maimore Chazal, of what it meant to be a Talmud Chocham, especially as I indicated in the invitation, um, i the Rambam, and uh, you know, I sent it out earlier today. I don't want to be Mairach in it as well, but if you take a look there, uh, the Lushoynes that the Rambam uses, that the Gedele Chachme Yisrael, that were involved in Parnosa, and they were the Matike Hashmua. Matike Hashmua means they're the ones who gave over the Maseira. They're the ones who gave the Maseira from door to door. I think by Rav Sholem, he was definitely Matik. He was one of the people who came and was able to copy and to write and to edit and to bring the Shmuas from the G'dayli Yisrael, from the Deres HaKadmonim. As the Ramam says, Sholem Begufoi, Obein Bal Yisurin. I can just imagine the type of Yisurin that he and his family have gone through. And as the Rambam writes, the Chiyav of Limadatera is Ad Yoim Moisei. And the way I understand from Rav Sholem's Chaveirim and some of them who are some of my close Chaveirim, that that indeed was the case. Obviously, the, I, the, Rambam's, para, the Rambam's paradigm of what a, a person should learn is the other nine, three hours Parnosa, nine hours learning. That's the standard. But of course, the Rambam says when you get mature and older, then you don't have to do in, be involved in anything except being misboining. When I heard about Rav Shalom's life and the pieces that I've been listening and hearing about, the, I can't see any clearer mikayim uh, of the tzura that the Rambam has given us. And therefore, I felt it was important to organize this. I want to thank the family for agreeing. Um, obviously, they just got out from Shiva. The Tsar is is, is terrible. Um, we can only... Um, our first Maspid uh, will be uh, Rebensi and Tversky, who is um, in, obviously has been a Rov and Mishamish, his, his illustrious father in Milwaukee. Harness Stiple Rebbe, known in, as, in Milwaukee as the Milwaukee Rebbe. Um, Rebbe Nsian is a world-renowned speaker, and uh, he had a very close connection to uh, the Nifter, and here is his Hesped. This past week, <clears throat> when we learned of Shalom's passing, 
many of us found ourselves crushed. There was something about Rib Shalom that touched us in a very deep way. And I've been pondering what 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 that quality was. What was it about Shalom that touched us so deeply? No question, Rib Shalom was uh, absolutely unique. He was a Yachid B'minai. Uh, he was an accomplished lawyer, represented um, many cases assisting Achenu B'nai Yisrael, ourselves included. And he was selfless in his chesed, in representing wherever he could, in assisting and advising in his field, and doing whatever he could to, to help um, those who were in trouble, those who needed guidance and, and advice. Shalom had an extraordinary ni'imus about him. He was humble. He was gentle. Um, despite his appearance of being short, Shalom was a giant. We see the language in Shleim HaMelech, Teres Chesed al-Dishayna. Shleim HaMelech was pointing to a type of Torah. Not, it's not adequate for it just to be Torah, but it needs to be a Teres Chesed. I have so many examples that I experienced in, in Shalom's Torah of Chesed. It wasn't just that he was driven with an incredible passion to represent the tzaddikim, the ga'inim of the past, to see to it that their svarim and their Torah wouldn't be lost in Klal Yisrael. But when he finally finished annotating and putting in the Haggais and the, and the comparisons and doing his research, finding out who these people were and being able to point to all the places that they're mentioned in numerous svarim, he did exhaustive research to restore the dignity, to restore the, the covet of, of these ga'inim. And then he took the fruit of his labor and joyfully shared it with so many of us. And we knew already when we got that package, Shalom was sending us another sefer. I never received a sefer from Shalom that wasn't inscribed. And I know that I'm not alone. I wasn't the only person he sent this from to. Each one was signed with love and left you feeling like we were doing somehow a toiva for him in receiving and accepting his svarim. Every interaction with, with Shalom left us feeling taller. He had a way of affecting and touching our lives. Every call that would begin with how are you doing? And how are your parents? And, you know, this brachas for Rufus and Yeshuas and, and all kinds of things poured out of him. And it was real. Shalom was a real person. He was authentic. He was unique. And he was authentic.
Shalom had an incredible love of Svarim. And in truth, that's really what carried our relationship forward, is that we both loved Svarim. I visited Reb Shalom in his house on the day that he gave a Sefer Torah in memory of the son that he lost. And I was amazed by the fact that here it was a short time before the Echnos Sefer and he had the time to spend with me, to show me many of the antiques and the Hagoyas on them and the Kisviyad that he had acquired. And then the passion that he brought to the fact that he wanted to take these Svarim and print them and, and bring these Mechabrim back to life. He was so driven and so passionately excited about what it was that he was going to bring to Klal Yisrael. I had, Baruch Hashem, the opportunity to notice in one of the Mamarim that my cousin, the Bob of Rebzal shared, that he quoted the Sefer Piyamidaber that Shalom reprinted. And I was able to share with Shalom that he had learned the Sefer and repeated something. And Shalom was so excited because that's exactly what he wanted. He wanted these Mechabrim to come back to life, that, they, that their Torah should be learned and preserved. I think that one of the qualities that made Shalom so attractive was that he was absolutely clear in his mission. He knew what he wanted. He knew what he was going to do. And he was excited with, with his portion in life in that he was able to, to accomplish these amazing, feat, amazing feats. One of my chaverim inherited a Noim Melech, second print Noim Melech. And uh, was interested in selling it in order to assist him to marry off one of his children. So I called Shalom, and he encouraged me that when I was I was in Muncie, we should come over to his house, and we went went over there. And it's Chazayar Angelikt, as if it would be his own his own sefer to make sure that my Chava received as much as he could possibly get for the sefer. Again, with such devoted advice every step, every turn. And one of the beauties was that Shalom wasn't only interested in his own svarim. But when I was printing the uh, svarim that I printed, he was there constantly advising and and encouraging. And this wasn't a selfish thing. It was about Kveit Hashem. He was interested to see to it that the Rabbani Shalom's Torah would be spread in Klal Yisrael. So recently, the Kedushas Levi, as quoted by his Talmud, the Toldas Aaron of Jetomer, who says that Peshem, um, his Rebbe, the Badich of that he asked, why was it that when HaKadosh Baruch wanted to send Moshe Rabbeinu on his mission to be the Goyal of Klal Yisrael, that Moshe Rabbeinu gave Hashem a very difficult time. Shlach Tishlach, how it's going to be with my brother Aaron. And yet when it comes to Kabbalah Satara, Moshe Rabbeinu didn't say to HaKadosh Baruch why don't you give the Torah through Aaron? And Rabbi Yitzhak answered that as the Gemara Megillah says that 
all of the different harem wanted to be the mountains upon which the Rebbein Shalom was going to give the Torah. And the Rebbein Shalom rejected them all. He wanted the lowest of the mountains. When Moshe Rabbeinu saw that HaKadosh Baruch Hu chose the lowest of places to give his Torah, Moshe Rabbeinu said, if that's the case, the Rebbein was probably looking for the lowest human being to be the conduit to give the Torah. And if that's the case, Moshe Rabbeinu was very comfortable being that person. And he says that's what the Mishnah is teaching. Moshe Kibble Torah. How did that happen? Why did Moshe allow that to happen? Why didn't, he, why didn't he request that Hashem give it to, through someone else? Answers the Mishnah Misinai. He learned it from Harsinai. That just like the Rebbein chose Harsinai, the lowest of the mountains, that he was he was chosen for that reason as well. Sholem's humility, his refinement, his edelkeit, didn't get in the way of being so incredibly passionate and focused on what it is that he wanted to do. When he came to the Ksovm that he bought from Rav Grudzinski, he, he was so single-minded to see to it that these Ksovim would not be lost a second time and that they would see the proper covenant and that this this Goin would be redeemed from the dustbins and, and put once again into the place that Shalom felt he deserved to be in, in the Gestalt of Torah and Klai My great-uncle, the Baba Rebbe once commented on the fact that it says that uh, for two and a half years, Bisham and Bishil argued. One said, And one said, They came to the conclusion, The man, for sure, would have been better off not having been created. But now that he's created, says the Gemara, he should inspect his deeds. Now, is that going to address or, or assist, he asked, to make it that that it should be So he quoted a Bina Le'itim. Bina Le'itim in Chelik Be'ez, Drush Lamed Ches, comments on the Posuk, Shesulim Be'ez Hashem, he said, Yafricho grammatically means causes others to blossom. Otherwise, it should have said, Yifricho, they will blossom. So he says, the Binalitim says that, they already analyzed what, what, what can possibly be the purpose of a Neshama coming down to this world? What is the Neshama going to gain that it didn't have when it was? basking in the light of the Shekhinah, as it was in the Shema in, in Gan Eden. And even more so, he says, the fact that the Neshama has to come down to this world to live in a physical body with so many um, chances of error and, and disaster, what would be the point? Says the Bina Le'itim that the purpose of a Neshama in Gan Eden is that it's a Mechabal. It's a mikabel bechinam. It's nahamid dechsufim. It it exists and basks in the light of the shechina through no nothing that it deserved. 
and someone who eats the hamidich soup in his boy's listakel. It's, he's embarrassed. It's, it's an embarrassing thing to get for nothing. It says, therefore the neshama needs to come down to this world in order to inspire other people in Torah and in Yerushalayim, to guide them. And by doing so, the neshama will be deserving of its relationship with HaKadosh Baruch But it's only through the fact that it came down to help others. He says, Hashem. The neshama was, was totally fine, existing, Hashem. What happens? Bechatzos of the kinu comes down into this world, yafrichu to cause others to blossom. And he concludes. The binyan says that that's what the Mishnah is saying. He received this mehilul umishamai who ayoyimim lemadat Torah harba taksik Torah latzmacha kilekach neitzata. If a person learned a great deal of Torah. Don't consider it so great, because that's what you were created for. Says the Bini Le'itim, the Lekach Neitzarta means that your Torah was not created just for you. Your Torah was created so that you can share it with others and inspire others. This was Shalom's calling in life. He was going to say, he was going to take these Svarim that he, that he received, that he acquired, and he was going to spread the Torah so that everyone else in Kala Yisrael can benefit from their Torah. Said the Bavarov, Nim Nuvagamro. True. Man would have been better off not having been created. But Achshav Shenivra Yifashvesh Bema'asav, he should inspect how it is, like the Gemara says, Godal Hama'asa Yosem and Oisa. Go ahead and analyze what is it that you're doing to spread the Rebbeinu Shlomo's Torah to others? Well, how are you inspiring other people? You want to make your life worthwhile. Analyze how is it that you're impacting other people? Shalom Jacob was a genius in his quiet, humble way. His mission was to share this terror that he he was so excited with, that meant so much to him. But it could never just sit with him. He was going to see to it that Yifashvish b'maisav. I'm not one of these people who likes uh, discussing what goes on in Shemayim. I have no clue. But if I if I had a clue, I'd imagine that Shalom had quite the Kabbalah upon him. These Mechabrim whose names were virtually lost to Klal Yisrael, had to have been there to greet him, to thank him, that he cared enough to bring their names back into the Torah of Klal Yisrael once again. Our, uh, our hearts go out to his family, who must be shattered beyond, beyond our imagination. Um, but we are taller and better off for the relationships that we had with Reb Shalom Jacob. He inspired us. Um, 
in so many different ways. And uh, if we can take any lessons from his exalted life, it is that the Rebbein Shalom gave us a magnificent Torah, Al-Taksik, and Shalom fulfilled that mission. He was not Machsik Torah he, he fulfilled the mission of his in a most magnificent way. We are going to miss um, his incredible personality and his inspiration. And may we only know of Simchas going forward. A, uh, a friend and admirer of Rav Sholem and was very eager to share um, Tevrei Harocha and Hespid. I believe he's here with us. Um, Rav Eli Reisman. Um, Rav Eli, if you could, uh, if, if you would please, Rav Eli. And anyone else that's assembled to honor the memory of Reb Shalom Jacob. Uh, I was asked to, first of all, tell about uh, the relationship that I had with Reb Shalom and where it began. Um, and that's an opportunity for me to publicly thank Reb Shalom for help that he helped me with, my family with. Uh, nearly 15 years ago, we were publishing uh, Sefer Zikaran in memory of my grandfather. And I will acknowledge Reb Aaron Begeleisen. I think he's on the call as well, Reb Aaron said, you know what, you have to call Reb Shalom and he will take care. He'll give you some pieces for the Sefer Zikaran. And thereby began a friendship which has lasted all, almost 15 years. And he gave us two pieces from Reb Tvir Grzynski. I know that uh, Rabbi Tversky Shlita mentioned his love and passion for the Torah of Reb Tvir Grzynski. Magnificent pieces. And what was really funny was that about a year later, Reb Shalom wrote me an email, and I, I've kept a lot of the correspondence I had the privilege of having with him. And I'd like to quote from the email that he did write me back in 2010, October of 2010. He wrote me that I'm in Eretz Yisroel, and I stopped by the Nachlati Tchak Beisachayin to stay a little Tehillim by the Stefan Eshter, knowing that he was a Kapishnitzer Chosid from the Rishon or Cheder. It all makes sense. Nachlati Tchak is the resting place of so many of the Tzadikim Lebeis Rishon. So nothing is coincidental, he writes. As I walked towards his tzian, I realized that I was right in front of your grandparents and said a little Tehillim there. So my assumption is that I was like to have this happen because I participated in being mechabed, your grandfather, through the beautiful svarim that you published for his yard site. Baruch Hashem, I had that schus. May they be mainly tersher for everybody. I thought about this email a lot because it's as though Reb Shalom was looking for a way to explain why he had schusim. Because he helped, he sent a piece. My grandfather, it was never really about him, as Rabbi Tversky mentioned. It was really about someone else. It was really never about him. It was always about someone else. And that brought back another email that he sent me way back in 2009. He wrote me that, uh, he thanked me for something that I had sent him. He said, please send me your address so that I can reciprocate and send you the storm that my family has published. And when he get, the box of Sfarim arrived, I realized that it wasn't, wasn't necessarily just his family, but all the work and effort that he put in, but he left his name out of it. It was about his family, always leaving his name out of the, of the, of the limelight. 
And that helped me understand, have a new understanding of the words of Chazal in Sechta Sanhedrin. The Gemara says that Sholchum Mitam Ezeu Ben Elam Habo, who's in Ben Elam Habo, Anvasan Shval Berech. The Gemara says Shaif Ayel, the Shaif Venofik. But then the last two attributes are super interesting. Vigoris by Raisa Tadira, someone who learns Torah continuously. But he doesn't give himself any credit. The Gemara says that Rabbanan said that this was a description of Ra'ula Bar Abba. What does it mean that he was Goris by Raisa Tadira? But so the Marsha explains that we know the Gemara Menachas seems to say that a person can be Yoitze, his Chiv of Talmud Torah, Perak Echot Shachris, Perak Echot Arvis, a person can his Chiv of Leomush. But this person is not satisfied with that. This person wants to be Goris Beiraisa Tadira. He always wants to, wants to continuously learn. But nevertheless, he's not Machzik Tivusel and Afshei. So in that case, he's a Ben Oilam Abba. The Ben Ishchai in the Ben Yoyoda gives it a little bit more definition. And this really brought about Rabbi Shalom's personality. And I'd like to read it with your permission. The Ben Ishchai writes, Goris Beiraisa Tadira Vale Machzik Tivusel and Afshei Perush. Even though he's learning Torah continuously, that during his work, he somehow steals time to learn. And he loses sleep and steals time from slumber in order to learn. Even if he does that and he doesn't hold Teva for himself, he's a Ben Olam You know, Toysus asks, about our that we make in the morning, we say, and then we go on our merry way and we go to work and we do other things. And then we come back to learn and we don't make another bracha, there's a hefsek in our learning. So Toysus says there's no hefsek, but he doesn't really give a definition why. But the Toysus Harosh really does give the definition why. The Rosh writes in his Toysus of, says, I would think, says the Rosh, Someone who's, in other words, even when they go to work, they do as much as they can. They make every effort to stop, to finish their job, finish the task at hand, and run back to work. And they're always thinking about their learning. So therefore, and if you think about the paradigm, who might be the paradigm of such a person? You have to have thought of Reb Shalom Jacob. In another email he wrote me, he wrote, you know, with obviously the signature of Shalom Jacob, a partner, a lock lord. You know, I, I'm not very familiar with the legal world, but when I mentioned this Pashavs to friends, I, I lost a friend. He was an attorney, what, what firm, lock, oh, lock lord, a very famous um, uh, um, firm. So certainly... His stature in the legal world was of great note. But he wrote me one email with the signature of Shalom Jacob, partner of Lock Lord. He writes, you know, I function in basically in a dual world. That was the world of Torah and the world of his legal profession. And he says, and I realize how much can be accomplished in the world that really matters. This is a person, Rav Shalom was a person who, as the Rush said, tried, attempted, and get back to Torah. In the words of the Ben Ishchai, he was 
I don't know if Nizraka by Ruach but when he was writing, he was certainly writing, one can surmise about Rav Shalom Jacob. And then it hit me. Ezeo ben Olam Abba, the Gemara asks, Ezeo ben Olam Abba, who is an ben Olam Abba? So someone who's gorious by Raisa Tadira, vale Masik Tivusal and Afshay. You see, Rav Avram asked me last night or the other day when we were talking, and thank you again, Rav Kivalevitz, that you should really try and find something in the Torah, in your correspondence or in the Torah of Rav Shalom himself. But I realized there was something brilliant about the Torah of Rav Shalom. This past Shabbos at a shir that we have at our home, I took out all the svarim that I received over the years from Rav Shalom and I put it on the table. And I explained to everyone what, well, why exactly I did this. And I realized that another, another svarim were Rav Shalom svarim. Rav Shalom was a genius at putting his Torah in the guise of explaining someone else's Torah. But every single word was analyzed Every insight was taken advantage of. Rabbi Tversky mentioned before the Pia Medaber, the Haggadah, the Pia Medaber. So much so that Rav Shalom wrote Ha'oras on the Haskama that I go into Rav David Feinstein gave without Sifsais of David Weisbekever. And there was a whole discussion there about whether it applies to a Machzik Torah or only to the Mechadish Torah himself. Rav Shalom didn't want anyone to know that it was his Torah. He was like Machzik Tivusel and Afshei because it was always explaining someone else's Torah. And then I understood. Ezeo ben Olam Abba, the Mepharshim asked on this Gemara, the Mishnah says, Kol Yisrael Olam Abba. Every Jew has a part, portion in Olam Abba. Why is this fellow so much more special that he gets note? Ula Bar Abba is the one they found to say he's a ben Olam Abba. But I think the Gemara is trying to say, once you understand the personality, the attributes of Rav Shalom Jacob, who is walking around in the halls of a law firm and living in Olam Haba? Who is walking in the streets of Mansi or wherever he might be, and he's living in Olam Haba? Only a, a year and a half or so after I started to talk to Reb Shalom did I have this host to meet him. We went to lunch on one of my trips to, to Manhattan. And I realized that he was sitting at lunch in Manhattan, but he was really in Olam Abba. And that's what the Gemara is talking about. Someone who's Goris Beiraisa Tadira, but he's Loi Machzik Tivusal Afshei. He's humble. But not only that, he couches his own Torah in someone else's and sort of misleads you to think it's someone else. I'm just being Mefarish, someone else's Torah. But there's so much depth, so much insight, so much content that was Rav Shalom's. Such a person is a Ben Olam Abba already in, in Olam. Rav Shem Oimro explains the Medrash Shmuel is because someone who just says over from other people never has his chance to be mechadesh their own Torah. And every person in this world has their chedek and Torah, and it must be revealed. But if you keep on saying, he said, and he said, and he said, and they said, then what's going to be with your own Torah? So if you say a davar b'shem oimroi, and you don't attribute it to yourself, then you'll be forced to find your own Torah. I think the Rav Shalom found... He brought this to an art form. He knew how to find his own Torah while being Mepharish someone else's Torah. This was a unique trait that I haven't seen elsewhere, to be a Mahadir and an Oirech, but really to shine the world with his own incredible insights and always not being Machzik Tivutzel and Afshei. This was the paradigm that was Rav Shalom Jacob. Yudah Chassid writes in Sefer Chassidim, 
that a tzaddik that's mefarish divrei tzaddik acher, like an amoyer is mefarish a divrei tano, kshemais yoytza tano connector lekabel beseiver ponim yofes ulaleches imoy ulevakish ben amalachim lahokel olav ulahamido lefnei kodesh baruch uledaber olav toivos. Again, who is the paradigm of such a person, a tzaddik who is mefarish someone else's Torah, another tzaddik's Torah, but all the while it being his Torah, not letting you know that. That was Rav Shalom Jacob. I know as Rabbi Tversky said, I echo his sentiments. This is a great loss, certainly for the family, certainly for those closest to him, and for the Oilam HaTorah and all those that admired him near and far, all those that were Oyhave Svarim and Oyhave Torah, wherever you might be. Let us know that Rav Shalom was a Ben Oilam Abba in Oilam Azeh, and he's a Ben Oilam Abba in Oilam Abba because as it says, he has the greatest, the greatest advocates walking with him as he approaches the Kisei HaKavod. We send our greatest, our greatest Nechama to the family. And we'd be able to gather together to share Simchas Be'ezer Hashem Yisbarach and only good occasions and good tidings for all. Many, many thanks, Arav Kivalevich, and all of you for listening and for letting me be part of this very special gathering. We have the really august COVID uh, to have with us uh, the Rav of the Kihila, the Adas Charedes in, in Strasbourg, the Abbezdin, um, Rav Shmua Kiva uh, Schlesinger. Uh, I, 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 Rav Schlesinger is going to address us in Yiddish, I just want to say that I called Rav Schlesinger out of the blue uh, from a, a, an office phone. Rav Schlesinger picked up on the first or second ring and right away was agreed. Uh, there's a, a time difference and a lot of difficulty of, of getting Rav Schlesinger to come, uh, I'm sure. And I know the Mishpocha is very appreciative. Rav Schlesinger, uh, Rav Schlesinger will now uh, be maspid, uh, be Yiddish. In the Gemara states, the end of the Shiva from the Avelus of the Grossen Hefzed. With the Werther, the Oasis, when Hesped, the Zelbe Oasis, we have said, was the ganze Eulem Atoiro in the ganze Welt, Ot Verloiren. And the Wiffel mit Redden is alles noch nicht gesagt. The Godless in Teuro, Ire Shamayim, for them Odom Godoil. Absalom Jacob, unser Jedidis, bemeshech hasach yoron, e besteite chazal, asa amusag, ben a yodeya sefer, Absalom gewesen, der richtige yodeya sefer, und hat solche gewesen, mit der Schone beschone, a Reus zu bringen, a Sefer von Kadmonim, von Gedeule Israel. Im Odeem gesehen, 
נור, ומתהרוס חוטל עמדנו. אמן שלופניש בנך, אבל איזה יוגיה בתוירו. הם מביא לו ממוסק פנאיד. בוס הייס יגיע סטוירו. אינו יושם בלילה. טוב ונח. עוד רמשולם ז'קב גהורבץ. אף ידי וורט. סטאי אינזה לרנן. סטאי אינזה אבוידס הקוידש. ארגבייזנה יוגיה בתוירו במלוא מורן עמילו. אינו יושם בלילה. אף אין גזו כבור דחז"ל. אשרי הגבר גליק לכדמנש, אשר תיאסרנו כה, ולחסורת ייסורים, מתוירוס חוטל עמדנו, ייסורים פון יגיעס התוירו. ואינטרסנטין שובס, שבוס ינקוי, חלק בייס, חלק חושי משפוט, אברנגדם חז"ל דמדרוש תהילים, ונזוקס אייב יגיעס התוירו, דוסים דייסורים פון כלל ישראל. וכדי ברנגן נטר דגאולה שלימו, דף מדוך גן ייסורים, דוג תשוסיאן כפד ריון ודור צוריק, איבזין פר ביאס המשיח, ונסגל לברנאי אספורים, ושלישבים בקנטבם כלל ישראל, ולדוסי דייסורים וזמקרב דגאולה. רב שולם ג'ייקוב גרן עיני פונדי. ועושצוריגשטל ספורים פונגדוילי ישראל. ועושליידר במשך היורון, אומן שופלוירון, דן קשת סודיה לספורים. ונהגם אין דם מחדש, דם מהדר, ומדייני האורס והאורס. מדי מתריך מקרא גבין דגאולה. זה הגבר אשר תאסרנו כה, ומתרוס כה תלמדנו. ותומבילציו נוח הרן, הציור, הדוגמה, ורגי בין רב שולם ג'קוב, מזון יעץ ינחוידש אלול ביס, שמחס תוירו, דם קפיטל חוף זין אין תהילים, ודוד המלך בית רבוני שלו אלום אין זך, אך השואלת ימאית השם, אוי סואבקש, שיפטי בבייס השם, כל ימי חיי. וזה שנסטה מתונה ונקן, היית כן קריגן, דמגלכי צ'זיצן בייס השם, כל ימי חיוי, להיסלך ולבקה באכולוי. הגוואלדיגי בקושה, אך השואלתי, ונאויסו אבקש בלי סוף. ודאנדרה זית, ידוענדרה פוסוקן תהילים, ווזמזוגנדוס אין הלל, דוד המלך בית ריבוני שלא ילום, אסלך. לפני השם בארצו ישחיים. ולב מפר ריבוני של אילום, דור תודמן שמחת לב, ודגמור עניוי מעין א' ריק, מאי ארצו ישחיים. וויידוס דר לנדי מדינה, ואומחת לב. אמפה דגמור אומר רב יהודה אומר רב, זה מקוים שווקים, דרויסון, אמרקט, דור תדוע סך פרובלמן. אסך דייגס, בית דוד המלך, ריבוני שלא ילום, הלפמיר, אז איך דור דרויסן, אסהלך לפני השם. וכן גיין סוזמן דיבדה בקושס, פון דוד המלך. לכתחילה דף ידי יד בייתן, אך השואלתי, אוי סבקש, סובליים כל ימי חיי, 
אם בית המדרש ניצן לרנן ולבקר באכולוי. ארבעים בן איש זויכי דצוף. ומוזה מוזה ראוסקי אין ארצס החיים. דור תרדו הזויפיל פרובלמן. בית דוד המלך איך בן איש זויכי צועך השואלתי. איך מוזה רויסגי אין ארצן דרויסן. עם מקויים שווקים. הלף מרזיין אסלח לפני השם. מין ברב שלום ג'ייקוב זיכרוני לברוכו. ארד זויכי גוון צו ביידה בקושס. דאי בשוטים גמפר צפוני זית, דאחה שואלתי, ואני אבוידס הקוידש, ואני אגיעס הטוירו, תוגו נחת, אתה זוכר גוויסת דם שיפטי בייס השם, אלא אפילו בין הגוויסת צייט, דוך זין ארבט, איזה ארויס גנגם בארצס החיים, דורט אותה ביתה גטרח, אוף יידר וורט אין דם נייס ספר, ואוסוויל ארויס גייבן, ואם מכן דסטייצ'ן, ואם מכן ברגן הרייה, עוד אמהודה האורי אבדזך ושתית, ארת אובגלייכטת אלה אל תספורים, איזוך ונגבים בארץ החיים, אותו זוכי גבייזן, דם כוח פון תפרי, פון שיפטה בשל השם, אותו זוכי בן אוך בארץ החיים, שזין אסלח לפני השם. ודוס אלס ליידר, אמיר פלורון, אז זה פלצלך, וירשתייתר חז"ל, אויכן דהיינטיגי פרשה, אין דעה לתויכך אופן פרשת כיסובוי, שתייתר גם כל חולי, וכל מקו וכל חולי לאשר לכסובו בתויכו הזויס. זו צדיק חס, תויכך אוס, כלולויס אין דה פרשה, אבל זה נוח צווי זכן, גם כל חולי וכל מקו. אשר לא יקצובו בספר הטוירו. דור חז"ל ווסיס המקור נחוי לי ושתי תלישים דטוירו זה מיסס צדיקים. רבי ינקיב ג'ייקוב אגבייזן ממש ודצדיקים אדם דור ומזן כוח הטוירו מזן עיר השמיים מזן מידס טויבס בין אודום למוקום בין אודום לחברוי ויגוון אזי הפשטון מאדמן תפרי דה גמורה, איזו בן אוילום אבו, שייף אפל איל, שי נופיק, וגוריס ביורס ותדירו, ולא ימחזיק שיבות תירוץ ולנפלי. יגוון אריכטיגי דוגמפן הזה, בן אוילום אבו, אינדי ורטין אוילום הזה. ואזו דקנט רב שולם, יד נשבס, יגוון היד ועושה דוח גלרן דפרשי חומש, רשי, רמב"ן, מאורחיים הקודש, מאבן עזרא, מתאנדרם הפורשים, יידה פרוך, דורגלנט, יידה סידרם, מתאלה מפורשים. זין ידיעה, זין בקייס, אינאלה חלקי הטוירו. זין אהבונו, זין אמקוס, אין יידה ספר ושאתה רוזגייבן, ונעצוגשטלט, גוולדיגי האורס. חבריית הגרויסי קירבה בהם, סולנגי יורון, אלמול, בפר, גדרוק את הספר, אתה מגבי אסקומה, הברגדות האסקומה, גימלישקל אסקומה, אבל תספורים, אבל המכתב ברוכף האם, כן החגיבו. נדאב של גהולפו ממש, כמעט עד יום מויסוי, יידי יורון, זה רויס את הספר, אתה גדרוק אותה, ונדבקומן די מכתב ברוכה, זין שמחה גוון הזוי גרויס, עוד גמח קופיס פדם בריף, 
und verschickt überall in mit dem hat er gewissen die gewaltige Simche, die Simche ist das Teure, wo es hat euch gelebt, wo Hashem, hat euch gewünscht, teure Kinder, eine Kraft, und alles bis Kuss von der Keres dabei ist, der Mr. Jacob, wo es mir kennen für Ben Muslim, der Chazal, von Shali, wo es hat mitgeholfen, aber es reinkommt in seinen Stub, dabei ist alles, alles vor ihm, aber nicht nur von Dreusten, nicht nur den Deckel. Es gibt ein Abayis, Molesom hat gewusst, jedes Sefer, was steht in dem Sefer. Jede Nekude in der Teure, was man gedacht hat, jede in einer gewissen Sache, und vor ihm, was man kennt, nicht, dass er leicht treffen, hat man gebeten, Rabbi Ankem, nach ein paar Sekunden, das Sefer ist da gewesen, in genau die Wörter, was man hat gesucht. Wenn er bei ist, mal teurer. teurer. Nacht. Und alle Mindestäubes, was man da teurer. Und er Und leider, leider, wie ich schon gesagt habe, die Leweihe, Olo, Mobes, Bechaloneinu. Ganz plötzlich, der Mobes kommt nicht rein bei den Tieren, kommt rein beim Fenster. Mamisch, und die Kinder begleiten die Eltern und da sieht man Eulam Hoffuch und am Hotel Jedie, der Koyach seine, was gewesen, gewaltige Koyches, aber er hat auch Koyches für seine Eltern und für seine Seides für seine Schwiegereltern und für seine Seides. Und er hat alles ausgenutzt bei Archobo. Und du hast alles leider an mir verloren. Was kann er mir tun? Bei Nechome sagt man, Amokom Yenachem Eschem. Der Einzige, was kann Menachem sein, ist nur Amokom, der Rebbeinische Leulam. Aber ein mir will probieren, ein bisschen zu gehen mit Rochom. Ein bisschen zugeben bei Egeas Atreuro. Ein bisschen zugeben bei Simchas Atreuro. Zu sein, dass so macht die, wie sie macht die Acherim. Es mir Avade, Avade, solche sein. Zu machen nach das Ruach für die Größe in die Schomme von Reb Sholom Jacob. Und der Ebsche soll helfen. Als ist Chus. Als jede, jeden der Welt. Wo es ein bisschen, wo sich aufwecken. Von die Han Hoges Achayim. Für Abschalom Jacob wird er wieder wieder mekarb sein, wo seine Avoide mal der Mann sind schwus Jankem. Er hat Mahader gewesen, Mahader gewesen noch vor ihm, alte Bekanntes vor ihm, wo die Welt hat gar nicht gewusst von sei. Und das ist alles mekarb der Gehule. Soll Abschalom Jacob Mamschig sein in seiner Avoide sakoidisch von Kisse akovid, um eure sein Rachme Shomayim, aber alles ist euch sein. Beräusche, Brischeune, die Almone, die Kinder, die Edemes, die Töchter, die Schwiegertöchter, die Eineklach, alles an Homkeuchers weiter zu führen und zu gehen in seine Drochen. Er soll sein, am Elisöcher von ganzen Klal Israel, und mir alles als solche sein. Mir steht der Portek bei den Jungen Eroim, mir alles als solche in der Eibischung, mir kann sein, alles vieles. Da habe ich gesagt, es soll mir alles sein, kolmisch alles, liebchen, wenn ich beide Leute über, 
so we have Baruch Hashem from the Mishpacha, um, two of uh, the Nifter's children, Moshe and it's Avi, Moshe and Avi. So Avi, um, we the uh, if you would please. Yeah, as you uh, pointed out, a good introduction. It's obviously uh, not easy to speak now, and um, I wasn't initially planning on speaking. All I wanted to do after the shiva and after in the last few months is just go to sleep now. It's very mentally, all very mentally and physically exhausted, but I thought to myself that, you know, this is what my father would, would have done for if anyone else was nifter. It was a Talmud Chacham and someone that was so deserving. He would have, you know, he would have done this, so myself out of bed and I came to prepared something to say which um I hope is going to be meaningful obviously there's a lot to say about my father and a lot of people have said a lot of things I want to try to focus on a few things about him that uh, maybe are less focused on um and it's well known that he had a lot of swarm and he really likes swarm and he had a collection of this many swarm and that many swarm but to me the, the most important thing about all that is that not just how many sfarim he had and how much he loved his sfarim, but it shows where his mind was. His mind was very focused on Hashem and on learning. He wasn't focused on other things. He wasn't interested in other things. And we know that the the, the Rambam holds that the, that the he says in the Meira that all the, the reason for the all the mitzvahs and Sefer Ava, like like Kriya Satira and Tefillah and Tefillin, it's all to that to get a person to focus on Hashem, which that's the that's the tachlis of all of it. And, you know, besides all the externalities of having this firm and learning this firm and talking to people, but that's all he wanted to do. And that's where his mind was the whole day, as other people have pointed out, he's eating lunch or he's doing something else. This is what he was thinking about. And he achieved that, that, that tachlis that, uh, at the point of the terrorist to get to. And he, he, I mean, as other people, a lot of people told us during the Shiva, and as we know, he's a very warm person and, you know, he's very caring and all this Torah that he was thinking about and, you know, that he learned to really transformed him into a person that the Torah, you know, wants, that the Torah is given to, to, to accomplish, to, to make a person into this. And just to say a few small, a few small, you know, a few small stories that we heard from the Shiva, but someone told me from the shul over here that my father had some duplicates of Svarim and he never sold Svarim. So he once gave him a box of duplicates. Uh, that he thought he could use. And afterwards, uh, a little while later, he came back and said to him, I don't want to just give you my Seamus. I want to, I want to also get you a safer that, you know, that you want. And he was just very taken aback. Obviously the Seamus that he gave him, it wasn't Seamus. It was, I you know these were good Svarim and valuable Svarim. It was that he had duplicates. He wanted to give them away. He never had any space. And the whole library is a puzzle had trying to fit every, and squeeze every square inch out of the, to be able to fit stuff in. And he was just taken aback by how, even after giving him those Svarim, we thought about it and he said he wants to go get him a safer that he wants, and and that's what he did. And um, another person came in from the shiva, and uh, he's, he's my age or even younger. He's, he went on a seed program. I don't know if he's on the Zoom now, but he went on a seed program to Omaha, and he got in touch with my father. And I never heard his name before, but he came in, and he was really emotional. And I was able to tell that he really had a connection with my father. He said my father used to call him every month or two. Besides so talking about Rav Krasinski and Omaha, he wanted to know how are you doing and how's your learning. Just the warmth that my father showed just shows you that all the learning that he did and all the Torah really got him. And everybody's quoting the Gemara and Sanhedrin, but I know Rabbi Shavano, it's in his little 
blob that he was sending around. He quoted a Gemara in Yom about, I see in a new light now. Like I see my father in this Gemara when it says, Obviously, my father did. And that's the whole shiva. What we're hearing is that people are coming and not only saying that he had the swarm and he learned the swarm, but that that he, everything that he did with people is so pleasant and everybody loved him so much, which we all we all know to be true. I was um I had a opportunity to learn with my father the last year, like every night, and I used to talk to him about a lot of things, and you know, especially when I was you know preparing for this, but just in general, a lot of the stuff that we used to talk about is on my mind. So I just want to say two things that get to what we used to learn about that I think are relevant to him. Everybody knows, and also you sent away uh, the host sent. Uh, in the invitation on the Zoom, a lot of quotes from the Rambam. I always used to quote to my father about, uh, about the, you know, the Mitzvah Talmud Torah, etc. And, you know, the fact that the Chacham used to work. And many times I spoke to him about the Rambam. Everybody knows the Rambam says it. Read the Lush and everybody knows this. The Rambam was very pro. Obviously, the Rambam himself was a doctor. He still became the Rambam. And and I used to talk to my father about the Rambam a lot. And my grandfather was also on the chat. And a lot of rice from the Gemara at the, that they want to bring for the Rambam of all the Chacham who used to work. And there's a long test of Mishnah who tries to bring rice. It's one of the few times, I mean, that he really goes against the Rambam. And he tries to bring rice from, from different places in the Gemara that the Rambam's not right. That people did take money to learn and it didn't work. In the end, he says... After the whole thing, I'm going to quote him. He says, Even if I admit that the Allah is like the Rambam, that, that the, that's the appropriate thing, is that you shouldn't take money to learn and you have to work and learn. It's possible that, that even if the Rambam's right in theory, but it just became, it's just very hard to actually do that in practice. Basically, it could be he's he's admitting the Rambam might be right in theory, but as a practical thing, it's not really possible, and the it won't the Torah won't be able to be learned properly if the Rambam's shita was followed. And you know, it's like I think about this with my father that he's a perfect example. Obviously, there have been yichidim here and there throughout the generations, even recently, that have been able to do this. But everyone keeps saying, and this is true, that my father he never spoke about work, and his whole life was learning, and obviously accomplished many, much more than most people, even people that learned their whole life. And he he himself has a big not only is the Rambam but on himself that he was the Sultan's doctor and he did this and he became the Rambam. But whatever the Kesemishna is saying, my father is also a riot for the Rambam against this that the person is able to do this. And I'll just be assigned with one thing that I, I recently told him a few months ago, uh, like a month or two before I got sick, and I was looking into it today, and I found another interesting Nakuda on it. Oh, actually, before, uh, yeah, I, one more story that I wanted to say before I do that, some, which one of the most meaningful things I heard from the Shiva, somebody came in, and I showed, you know, he spoke to all of us, spoke to my mother, he spoke to my brother, somebody came in, he says that uh, he never met my father, and um, he just, my father delivered the sperm to him, he, he would, he, would leave, he would leave the sarm, you know, the sarm that he published, he would leave the safer at the door and call him and say, I left the safer at the door. And he never met him. And he used to speak to him on the phone. He always assumed he was a Rashiva with a long beard. And 
he said, uh, you know, at times he were, the people came to him to collect. He never even thought to ask to, to ask my father to bring someone to him. He assumed he was uh, he was he was learning a kailer or a shiva, and he showed up to the to the shul here where the, where the levaya was, and someone told him the shalom jake was nifter, and he, and then he told him he was a lawyer. He couldn't even believe that he, he worked in the first place. He was so shocked, and then he asked me to show him a picture. I saw how nishtaim he was from seeing a picture of my father that such a person was a person that he always spoke to, and like he couldn't he couldn't believe it. But anyways, um. Just on a personal note, I want to be Messiah with, again, something that I told my father a few months ago. It's well known that the, that the, the Rambam, I always used to talk to my father about the Rambam, but the, the Rambam is very medayic and all of us for him, probably much more so than any person for sure since his time. And I don't know, like someone once told me, I never checked this, but I think it's true that the Rambam has a thousand, exactly a thousand prokham in it. Um, but the, to that level, he would, the, the, the Mishnah Torah, to that, that was a level that he was Madaic. There was no such thing as anything out of order or squeezing anything into a place. Like you see them in or sometimes he puts a bunch of dinim together just because he doesn't have another place. In the Rambam, you never see such a thing. And it's well known that the Rambam ended his, his groups of alochas. He would end a, a, a series of alochas with uh, either it's Bar Musr or something like that. Like something that's very apropos for now is a, a very well-known example is the end of the Gil of Hanukkah, which I'm going to read. The Rambam says, if you have a fun of Ner Beisev and Hanukkah, you have Ner Shabbos and Hanukkah, then you have Ner Beisev, Kay de Mishon, Shalom Beisev. And then she goes on to say, and he ends off, the, this is just how he puts this in in the end, just to end off on this note, and Godel HaShalom, Shekolot Shayur Nitna, Last Shalom, by Lam Shemar, Zorfedach, and I have a Cholonetziv HaShalom. I just wanted to say that's an example, obviously relevant, that's my father's name, is an example of how the Rambam ended off on his, uh, ended off his Svarim. But, um, what the, the part that I told my father somewhat recently, which I saw another riot at that, and the um, which I'm going to use my this is a, I have a Rambam here from my father from his bar mitzvah that uh, it's an old Rambam and um, it's not really it's it's not the Frankel Rambam it's an old one and he still kept it obviously he was you know he had a special thing for this because it's his bar mitzvah Rambam the Rambam the end of Hilchas Kriyshma says the last part of Hilchas Kriyshma so with Thomas Carey and learning. That uh, he says a kfar nogakol yisrael licorice b'toyer of a licorice kriyshma v'hein bali karyan. So he says lafi in in the in the, all the print editions says lafi she'ain divratir mekabel tomo ela oimdin b'tarasan la'elam. The nemer alei koydvari ka'ish no mashem ma'ish ena mekabel tomo after divratir ena mekabel tomo. That's what all the print editions say. I showed him that in the the Rambam set that he actually gave me from Rav Kappa, and in the Kisfayad, and they already fix and they already fix this in the Frankel. Takes out that part. It doesn't see the, the Rambam ends off at, at the words Ella Imdin I'm trying to remember if it says the word Laylam, it just says Ella Imdin But the point is that uh, Rav Kappa was pointing out on that, that the Rambam, when he ends off a series, he's not going to end off at the word Tumma, as, as the print edition says. But it's not this, 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 these words, that's not how he would have ended it. He would have ended it on the words Batarasan. And that's what you see in the Kisfayad. And for some reason, I guess from the Gemara, it got inserted this thing. Just today, I was looking in, so I, rem I remember telling this to my father. I was on the line talking to Rabbi Schlesinger, and I was talking to him, and I told this to him, and I know he got a nug because I heard him telling other people about it. So just today, I was uh, thinking about, because this is relevant in a second to a story that I had with him, but I actually saw ju just today, I was looking at the next step. This is Hilfus Kriyashma. Then I was looking at Hilfus Tefillin, because I was actually learning Hilfus, uh, not Hilfus Tefillin, I'm sorry, in the end of Hilfus Tefillah. No, in the end of Hilfus Tefillin. Which is what I was learning with him. There's a mission in Elvis that says, and this is called The Rambam in the Elnid Hilfus Tefillin actually reverses the order. He says, but he ends off, he reverses the order in order to end off on a positive note. But why am I saying all this? Because as I said, I learned with my father the last uh, last year 
And even the day before the surgery, I went to learn with him and we were, we were in the middle of the surgery. And, um, you know, just on, just talking about the positive note, because I remember I said this in a month or two before, we were in the middle of the sugi and the Gemara here, very complicated Gemara, but it's very technical. It's, it's talking about the Mizuzah and Sefer Torah, whether you know, and whether it's cloth, the Sisters, the Sirtas, but basically the whole, the whole, the whole length of Gemara, it says this is possible and that's possible and this is possible. And the words that we ended off on, it says here, this is the last words that we said together. So we had the schos that we ended off learning on a positive note and on the words machshir. And it just reminded me that this is what I told my father. And my father, like what it says, I forget exactly what it is. Now my mind's not coming with Rabbi Akiva, but my last words I got to learn my father is machshir. Um, I just want to say that you really know words and uh, he's a very special person and I'm happy that I got to know him and I wish I could have known him more. And now I'm going to transfer over to, to Moshe. And my father's Leviah, I said that I am nowhere near worthy of being Maspadim. And hearing so many stories about my father's greatness during the week of Shiva only, only reinforced that belief. But like my grandfather, Zaidi Jacob said at the Leviah, when it comes to being Maspid, a great person, the Hespid is not just done as an honor for the Nifter. It's also done for the benefit of the community so that people can learn what it means to live a true and proper Torah life. I'm not, I'm not going to repeat what I said at the Leviah, but I do feel obligated as the... Uh, most proud son in the world to speak about my father and explain to him what an unusually great and unique person he was so that we can, we can all learn from him. I kept saying Shiva and Avi alluded to this, how incredible it was that Many people who knew my father from work did not even know that he knew how to learn. And many people who knew him from his farm did not even know that he had a job. This happened with countless people throughout the week. My father had a love for Svarim and for Torah. And in addition to amassing a, a massive private farm library over a period of more than 40 years. He also spent countless hours over the past several decades publishing, reprinting more than 20 out-of-print Svarim and manuscripts solely for the purpose of bringing back to life old, forgotten Torah. 
And even before he got sick, he would often get emotional and tell me how little time there was to accomplish what he wanted to accomplish in this world because he still had more than a hundred additional svarim that he wanted to print during his lifetime, including, as many of you may know, 50 manuscripts from Rav Tzvi Hirsch Grzynski alone, which he had been working on. It brought daddy so much joy every time he printed a new safer and he would distribute his svarim all over the world. Many people at the Shiva told me that every time daddy printed a safer, he would send them copies and there was always a personalized inscription, which was also referenced earlier. People would learn his svarim and speak to him in learning and he would never mention anything else. So many people at the Shiva actually told us, like Avi said, they knew him for years. And they thought he was a Rosh Hashiva or in Kolo. They couldn't imagine that he had a full-time job and certainly not that he was a successful partner at a, a prominent international law firm. But in order to understand who daddy was, you also need to understand the flip side about the many people who thought they knew my father very well, but had basically no sense of how great he was in Torah. This is really the other piece of the puzzle. Daddy was so incredibly humble and he never ever tried to impress anyone. He considered it his mission to give life to the Torah contained in the old Sfarim and manuscripts. And that's what he did. But he didn't need anyone else to know or give him respect for what he was doing. He knew what the right thing to do was. And that is what he did. He didn't need validation. He didn't need credit. So there were many people who he interacted with extensively that simply had no idea who he was, what he had accomplished in his life, and how much time and energy he devoted to spreading Torah all over the world. Everyone at the Shiva had the same question. How could daddy possibly work full-time as a lawyer while learning full-time and printing more than 20s farm? And to me, the answer was obvious because... I was blessed to grow up observing his greatness up close every single day. Daddy knew exactly what he wanted to accomplish in life, and he never, ever lost focus. He slept the bare minimum, and he never wasted any time with what he would always refer as Devarim Betalem. So while eight or maybe 10 hours could be considered a full day for many people, for daddy, a full day was closer to 20 hours every day, every year, for as long as I could remember. 
And this leads into what I think is the greatest lesson that daddy taught me and perhaps can teach others. He knew what his goal in life was to bring honor to God and to Torah every single day through his farm. He worked to make a living and that's it. And by staying focused on what his mission was, he never got carried away with the Olam Hazah. This is the message he always conveyed to his children when we were blessed to have him. And Shiva only showed me how wise he was. I kept saying to people how clear it was to me that one's profession and career accomplishments are so short-lived and fleeting. Once a person passes, there is nothing left and it's gone forever. But when it came to daddy's true focus, his svarim, the ones that he printed and distributed all over the world, that people continue to learn every single day, and his private svarim library, which we hope to preserve and expand by building a new library and figuring out a way to share daddy's farm with others so that they can learn from his farm. That created a beautiful and lasting legacy that will continue in perpetuity. And with God's help, daddy's Torah will continue to live and to grow through me, through my siblings, through my family, and through the entire community. And we should merit to carry on Daddy's efforts to bring to life the many other forgotten Svarim, even though Daddy is no longer with us. And this is a lesson that I know I have so much to learn from and Hopefully, what everyone said today can help inspire others as well. To end off on a more personal note, Daddy was also the most loving, devoted, and proud father in the world. And I was fortunate, very blessed to spend a lot, though not nearly enough, time with him, living in the house for many years, and spending so many Shabbosim together since Aliza and I got married almost two years ago. You know, everyone says that daddy always had a safer in his hands, which is true, but he also had always had a huge smile on his face. And nothing made him happier than seeing his children doing well and thriving. It was always my goal to make him proud. And I don't know how I can possibly go on without him. I am just so happy that he was able to watch me get married to Aliza, who he loved so dearly i always said during shiva almost more than his children and that he got to see us have a son and attend and participate just 
a few weeks ago, my son's bris and my son's pityonaben. I wish I would have had more time to give him more nachas. He deserved so much more. I will always, always love daddy and never forget what an amazing person and father he was. And every day I will try to continue his legacy and bring honor to his name. I hope that he is watching over us and will give us the strength to continue. Thank you for letting me share those words. Bless. Um, but I did see that the Kapishnitzo, um the Chesidim in Eretz Yisrael, uh, printed uh, a a member being Modia of the terrible Basura of his passing, and they stressed how close he was to the Oilam of Chesidus, that he was a Chosid Mamish and connected to Kapishnitzer Rebbe. I heard this also from some of the friends of your uncle, Oliver Sholem, and, and of your Sorry, of your um, of your granduncle, your your fa- your grandfather's brother, that he was very close to Kapishnitzer Rebbe. So, I, if I could just share to sort of put a uh, a chasima on this, um, the svarim, you know, we've lost Gedolei Yisrael, including your father, in the last couple of weeks, including the Racham Sirkvei Rebbe, the Racham Sirkvei Rebbe in his uh, sefer and Emores Tahoyres, uh, they recount. A, it's a, it's in Parshas Re'eh, his chaskus after a, a person, a person who's young, passes away after someone from the Bnei Chabura. And it's a beautiful piece. I, I'm sure you have the safer, you can get it. Uh, it's on page Reish, starts from page Reish Nuntes in, in, in Dvorim. I just want to share just two, three th- just two little points. First of all, he quotes the Rechaim HaKadosh that Rav Schlesinger said was one of your father's farm that he learned through. He says that Amisa, this is the Rachayim in Parshas Amisa You go back to the Makor of where you were formed. Um, of course, we see this throughout the Torah, but the Rachayim writes it in such a beautiful lotion. And I think we've seen everything about your father, that that was the machzav from where he, he gestamped. But I want to point something else that the Racham Strikfer Schusa Yogan Aleinu also wrote. He says that even though we say, Echad mi meis, that everyone has to be doyeg, the Racham Strikfer felt al he says you have to understand that when a person is nifter, I'm going to read you the Loshan, the, the way they they said it, they touched it over from the Yiddish in Loshan HaKadosh. Nero ein gashmi ki ilu nifzaka chiyusai. Ha'em mesu shalei nifzaka chiyusai klau. Shaharei shayrash nishmas ha'odam hu me'atayra. Vaharei oishayich shayavar chayvak me'atayra ha'kdoisha. It can't be lost because he becomes one with the Torah, and your father obviously was not even in a, in a theoretical, but in an obvious living way. He says that everyone, all of us here on this Zoom, 
and all people all over the world who loved Svarim and loved your father, they are Makusha with him now. And even he in the Mesifta de Rekia, as he strains with the Gedele Yisrael, he's Oidenu Mikusha Imohem. The Rebbe's Lashon was the Neshama Oivin is mit the Chaveir Muntin, that he's here. He says, if you believe this, this is a segula, the Rebbe said, to be able to over, to live through this terrible, terrible time. I'll just end with what the Rebbe writes. He says, Hashem Yisbarach Yazor, and I, I say this over and again, With uh, it might be a chutzpah for me to even give it over to you and your family that I've never met, but like you just said, Moshe, at the time of Tsar, it seems like it's impossible. Because with the incredible courage and gvura that you and your brother have shown, even speaking here, you've given chizik to everyone else. This has been a terrible tkufa for Kval Yisroel. G'dayu Yisroel of Nistalik, Rav Aaron Shechter, Racham Strikfer Rebbe, Rav Moshe Tzuriel, and Eretz Yisroel, and others. So I just share with you these words from the Racham Strikfer's own Sichas uh, Kodesh. And I, and again, I, I, I hope that in some ways they could perhaps be something you can turn to and b'meshech this, this, this tkufa to Iberleben and realize that there's as noch makusher mituns. And uh, although I didn't, I wasn't so to know him, I, 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 from this Hesped, I'm sure everybody here has got that same regish that he's oich mekusher metuns. Should we be be as you say, biol mavas lenetzach, mochadimer kol ponov, and uh, I, I hope we'll be able to have uh, to as, as the Strasburger Rob said to have sros tovus, and as he said, mamish hashana tova, should we tichl hashana beklolisecha. And should be tiftach rachta oitzras atoyv, and uh, obviously your your father should be a tremendous oisbeiter for you and the mishpocha for for your for your mother and for his own parents. Amen. I, some, amen. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.